but we're not helpless. I mean, at least me and you and and the people that we know and the people we talk to, you know, it's scary. I, I've never, I, I mean, never in a million years would I have done this, especially because, you know, I, I don't like to be criticized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every time you go on, you're going to get like 20, 30 people being like, you're an idiot or yeah, get your hair cut or whatever. But, you know, and it's a little scary. But every time I do, I just hope that maybe like three or four people see this and go Google what happened with the Act of 1871? Or is the Fed a private bank? Mm-hmm. Or is the IRS a private company? You know what I mean? Because all these things add up to that we, the people, have been conned, lied to, and we should be taking back our freedom. Yeah. You know, the hardest part, I believe, also, is that people like us aren't willing to run for office. doesn't seem worth it with what they do to you. No, that's true. I've been saying for a long time the people that should be running the country are the people that defend it and the people that help build it. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us. Check out the new true crime documentary series, The Con. This five-part series exposes all of the blind spots that the big short missed. The Con breaks the whole scheme down in layman's terms, so it is easy for you to follow and understand the mechanisms by which 5 million families across the United States lost their homes in 2008 and 2009. One of the producers of The Con, Patrick Lovell, was a victim of the crisis and lost his home to foreclosure. Patrick, not wanting to be a victim, set out to find out why this had happened to him. The Con shows every element, every angle, Many of the whistleblowers who tried to stop it and were shut down. It highlights a group of small-town cops that put together an investigation that uncovered the scheme in their area and got a RICO indictment and conviction on the fraudsters they caught. This is what should have happened at the national level and didn't. The first episode of The Con is available for free at thecon.tv. You can also rent the next four episodes for only $9.99. I have seen it three times and can tell you that it is well worth it. So please go and check out The Con. It's a great new true crime documentary series. All the direct links will be in the show notes. Indie Pods United Virtual Summit. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Virtual Summit. Here you will observe and learn from other podcasters how to take what you can't stop thinking about and turn it into something real. The online event for new and veteran podcasters, where we come together to create with one another. The IndiePods United Convention happens on November 29th through December 3rd, 2020. Featuring amazing shows, speakers, breakout sessions, entertainment, 
games, and plenty more as we dive in to learn more about the fascinating world of podcasting. For more information, please visit the Facebook public group, IndiePods United. Tickets are available now through Eventbrite. The IndiePods United Virtual Summit. Together we listen. Relevant links are available in the show notes as well. If you want to support the show, it's very easy. All you have to do is either subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform, tell a friend or a family member about the show, or if you want to support the show monetarily, you can now do that on PayPal or the Cash App. Or if you're an online business out there or a local business to me and you want to purchase an ad spot to run on the pre or mid roll, feel free to reach out at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. There are also other ways to connect to the show, and you can find those at linktr. ee forward slash nowhere to go but up. And that's all the ways to connect to the show direct links to social media podcast platforms, merchandise, all the direct links to where you connect to the show are available in the link tree. This episode is really good. It has a lot of good information in it. Definitely a fun conversation. Uh, it is uh, with one of the people that is on the YouTube show that I watch called The Union of the Unwanted, which, by the way, I'll be a guest on uh, this coming Monday, November 2nd, the day before the election, I will be on that show as well. So if you want to check that out, it's a live show on November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find that show, you go over to the Ripple Effect podcast, or you can just type in RV Theory 6 into the address bar of your YouTube channel, and it'll take you right to it. So, Let's get to the show. What's up? This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I am your host, Sean Dustin. Today I'm talking with, well, actually this morning I'm talking with uh, Mel Kay. And how I know Mel is I follow a great show called The Union of the Unwanted. It's a it's a YouTube show, and it basically is a bunch of alternative media sources that have come together and collaborate um, with issues that are happening, the censorship that's going on. I know a, a big thing just dropped with all the QAnon uh, followers and pages and groups on Facebook are being eliminated. Uh, right now, we have a bunch of people that we follow that have been banned and channels removed yeah. and money stolen and like it's just crazy like like the times that we're living in and so that's what we're here to talk about hi mel hey thanks for having me you're welcome Very thanks exciting. for yeah thanks for coming on um it's well, sometime- i was having a hard time because they've been really messing with uh our internet here in new york city not surprisingly so uh, i'm excited to be here and kind of hear where your head is at and uh, see if we can uh, open some eyes. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's happening because I, some of the people that I've been talking to are folks that were like Debbie do-gooders and, and, and you know what I mean? People that just did what they thought was right. You know, went to school, went to college, got a job, got a home, got a husband, got a wife, whatever. You know, they're all just doing the right thing that, you know, capitalism 
tells us is what we should be doing. And nobody ever really questioned that, you know, everyone, okay, well, sure. You know, Mm -hmm. as long as we're distracted with goods and, and, you know, trying to attain more and, you know, all this other stuff. But the problem is, is that COVID happened and it really gave people an opportunity to go, whoa, wait a minute, wait a second, hold on. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Where are we? <laughs> right. Well, the, the interesting part about COVID more than anything else is it, it also defines who you are because, you know, you can look at it in two ways. We all got a respite from, you know, our, our day-to-day reality. You know, a lot of people go through life just accepting what is and thinking that they're powerless where people, like we were just saying, we haven't worked, but we went been working at kind of our own passion. This is like more, you know, I I started out in, um, I went undergrad for journalism to NYU and I never really, uh, I I never really imagined that we would get to the point where our journalists are enemies of the people for real. Uh And nothing has been more clear than in the last week with, um, with President Trump when the truth is COVID is basically a bad case of the cold slash flu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't you, but I had what I think was COVID in February. I'm not sure. And I was sick for three days and then I was okay. And that's a good thing. But the way that they're spinning um, President Trump having it is the ultimate lie. Like, shouldn't it be a good thing that he's recovered? Uh, and you think Walter Reed is in a conspiracy to let him out sick? I mean, it's just, it's gotten to a point. But if you were, like we are, and that union of the unwanted, a lot of us had time to step back and say, well, what am I good at and how can I help? And this is like the best way we can is to share this information. And um, like I've discussed on there, COVID was planned as, as, as I believe uh, I'm a big proponent of ending the UN. And, uh, you know, and I believe that uh, this COVID would have hit with or without Trump. Okay, it was planned, in my opinion, way back in 2010, the Rockefeller Foundation put out a whole thing about that a pandemic was going to come and, and, you know, usher in the the one world government, which is not a conspiracy in any way, shape or form. And uh, that's what we're seeing now. And, um, you know, I'm at a point where they're telling us that no real doctor that's dealing with it can be uh, is they're all being banned and censored. When the World Health Organization, which is owned basically by the UN slash the Gates Foundation, uh, is the only um, the only source that is allowed to have a voice. And and that to me, all, people have to say, why? Why? You know? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and I've actually heard Gates be referred to as the the new era Rockefeller. Oh, yeah. Because of the well, amount of money that he has. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his father was very involved with the Rockefellers. There's there's a lot of information out there about it. Also, his father uh, was the original financier of um, Planned Parenthood, but also uh, the Gates family also was one of the original investors in Starbucks. And you know they're they they're everywhere. And uh, the other thing is that uh, Bill Gates, uh, you know, about uh, Event Two Hundred One. And uh, the when they uh, planned for the pandemic, they had their their exercise. 
you know, he doesn't hide that uh, he believes that the world is overpopulated, that, that, you know, a good vaccine could, you know, take the world down population wise 15%. Well, isn't a vaccine supposed to like A and B don't, don't really make sense. And then you find out that um, the vaccine was created prior, like before this came out, but that it also has a component in it that is like a chip. And it also, and I don't think this is a conspiracy theory, and that this vaccine that he created for the COVID um, has a uh, a molecule in it that actually changes our DNA. And, you know, now they're talking about mandatory vaccinations. I mean, Cuomo is all but threatening it. And the truth is, like, I wouldn't go near anything Bill Gates is doing, let alone I, I would never get a vaccine for something they can't even define. You know, they don't have a vaccine for anything, for the common cold. Well, why would they be have a vaccine for this in a month? So I just think Trump's playing the game of the vaccine, but I don't really think that's the goal. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that we need to pay attention to in all of this is the why. The why. You know, why are people being censored? Why are, you know, voices being silenced? And then big tech, you know, is all the same, you know, ilk. And it's the same group. People that we always talk about, these, this good club, you know, the Rockefeller, Rothschild, you know, Carnegie Institute, um, all these people, the UN, World Health Organization, you have the IMF and the World Bank giving COVID, saying that COVID's the perfect um, opportunity to do the global reset. You think they planned that since COVID came? Huh. No, it's <laughs> been, it's been <clears throat> the one thing that that is very true about all of these, um, not even, it's not even the 1%, like this, it's like an eighth of a percent of the 1% that are actually like, you know, doing stuff and, and, you know, calling the masses and trying to move them where they need them to go. Um, and, right. and we don't know who they are. I mean, right. I, you know, I, the Rockefellers and, you know, the Rothschilds and, and all of that stuff. I mean, those are names that are, that they want us to know, but I mean, I'm sure there's tons of names that we don't know. Right. Well, I mean, they're basically the if you look at um, if you look at the Council of Foreign Relations list and then you look at the Atlantic Council list and then you look at who went to Davos, who went to Bilderberg, all these things that we as a normal human American people don't even think about or know about. It's it's all the same people. Uh, It really is. And, it you know, it includes Buffett and, you know, and it includes all the. uh, Zuckerberg, Eric Schmidt, you know, Oprah, they, they had a meeting about 10 years ago. They called it the Good Club, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. and they decided that the world was overpopulated, which is a total lie. The, you know, so much of the planet is, has no population on it. Mm-hmm. If you look, you know, if you yeah. fly over yeah. anywhere, you know that. And um, But it's really about control, you know. Uh, to me, these are the people that are, and guess what? The craziest part about all of this is none of us elected these people. They, we didn't pick them. We didn't pick the World Health Organization. But honestly, I think it's all connected back to the UN. The UN to me is uh, has always been, first of all, it was financed by the Rockefeller family. And it was always about creating the one world order. And, you know, right now, my fear is that people don't really understand that it's not between Trump and um, and Biden. It's honestly between Trump and the UN, which is going on because part of the defund the, the police, you know, 
that George Soros Open Society is funding all the groups is about putting in the UN peacekeeping force and, uh, you know, and seeding basically our country um, to through chaos, you know, order through chaos or the old uh, Rahm Emanuel don't let a, uh, a disaster go to waste. Yeah, don't ever um, let a good crisis go to waste. I was just talking right, about that this morning. Right. So I believe that this um, this entire COVID was well planned out. It was it was coming for years. I mean, what are the odds that Pelosi held the uh, impeachment documents until the first patient was found in Washington on the same day? Like, it's just so much happened that it's like this was planned. This was planned to sink our economy, put our country into chaos, throw in the riots, and then they want us to be begging for the UN to come save us because that's the plan. And, you know, if people don't see that. I mean, do you have people telling you with a straight face that you actually respect that Joe Biden will be a better president than Trump? No, no. Nobody that I talk to um, even, I mean, I think that the the general consensus, and this is why they not they're not having another debate, is that they both of them, I know both of them looked like straight imbeciles. It was embarrassing to it was embarrassing to watch. Like, okay, the rest of the country is watching these two idiots. Like, I mean, Trump, and, and you know what? I I don't I don't dislike Trump. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily like a fan of his. Uh, I'm a fan of his comedy, <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not a fan of his, uh, his policy. You know what I mean? He's funny right. as hell. He's, a, he's, uh, he's like, he's the dude that says what everybody else is thinking. You know right. what I mean? And is not afraid to do it, but yeah, but he's also not controllable. He doesn't have that switch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that too. But I mean, all of these people know each other. They're all friendly of, in some sort of way, shape, or form. They all are mm-hmm. in bed with each other. You know what I mean? In some, yeah. in some, in some fashion. I mean, you know, Trump didn't, he didn't build where he built by not knowing how to use the mob, use the, you know what I mean? Know how to work that like, underworld and everything else. I mean, he's, he's, right. I, you know, I think that he's got more, more common sense than he does, uh, uh, political sense, which to yeah. me, which to me is, is way more valuable to, to be somebody that's got common sense and, and isn't just like, okay, well, I mean, I deal with a lot of these kind of people in, in construction. Um, right. you know, the guy, the, the project managers, estimators, all of these people that have no real world experience, they're just sitting on a computer going, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do this and do this and do this. And this is how it should turn out. They don't understand that. Okay. Well, it just cause it's on paper doesn't mean that when you actually get to the building that there's not going to be a million things in your way, all these other stuff. Oh yeah. You forgot to, to mention that it was a three story building because you missed that. But now I have to be the one to, to make up the time for your fuck up. All right. right. That's right. what that's what politicians and white collar people to me are. They are people right. that, that they don't they live in a, they live in a, a piece of our world, but they don't really live in the in the realistic part of it. Right. I mean, I agree with that. I actually I worked at Mar-a-Lago um, for a, a little while and uh, I got to know the family. Uh, I worked, I, I answered the phones there. So it was his phone. He lives there. Yeah. And um, I, I really believe that this is a, uh, that Trump was asked to run and um, that he knew what he was getting into before he even stepped on that elevator. And I don't think this is as much about 
uh, Trump, you know, the, all the people that say that it's about power and ego. I don't think that's true. I believe that Trump knows that um, our country has been hijacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you know about the Act of 1871 and the establishment of the um, uh, new constitution that just rules the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. But, in, in, oh, well, in, this is a good story. In 1871, um, our country was, was broke. And uh, we, unfortunately, went to the Rothschild Bankers of London and um, asked for a loan. The Rothschild Bankers wouldn't give us a loan unless they established a corporation of the United States of America. So in the dead of the night, Woodrow Wilson, who was picked by the the bloodline families, which I call them, um, he passed in the middle of the night a new constitution that usurped our constitution, and it's just covering the District of Columbia. Everyone should look that up that watches this. It's called the Act of 1871. On that day, we ceded power back to uh, the monarchy of England, or basically the Bank of London. And from that day on, we have been a corporation. And um, our original constitution was circumvented. And then when we couldn't pay back the money that they gave us, they forced us into the federal bank, which is a private bank. So um, in America, not only is our constitution um, not the one that we originally signed, because what they did was they changed it, that it was the constitution of the United States, which is the original constitution. Uh They changed it to the constitution for the United States and incorporated our country, which is, um, and then they, the same people started the Fed, which also owns the IRS, both private institutions. So um, I think that Trump uh, knew that our economic slavery had gone way too far. I mean, taxes are illegal in our, in our original constitution. And, um, you know, and, and what's gone on since is to this day, um, when we pay taxes, we pay them to the Federal Reserve private bank, the federal through the private owned by the Federal Reserve IRS. Well, our taxes don't go to anything but the interest on our debt that we can never pay back. And so basically all of our debt is, you know, never, it's just a giant number that will never go down as long as we're in this system. So from my people that I've been talking to and the research I've done, a big part of Trump is ending the uh, corporation of the United States of America and getting rid. And I know the Fed was already... um, is now being controlled by the Treasury. And uh, I think a big part of Trump running was to unravel the mess that is the financial um, con that, because uh, we don't even own, uh, the stock market is also a uh, seeding company, DTC and DTCC are the people that do all the trades on Wall Street. And they too are owned by the Fed. So basically, the Fed is a private bank started by the London. Uh, the city of London is also a private bank that is uh, the Royals Bank that doesn't have anything to do with London, just like the District of Columbia has nothing to do with the rest of the country. They have their own world. But a lot of the stuff, um, you know, another a lot of what's going on and the Vatican. So the Vatican, the city of London and District of Columbia are basically their own entity. And they are all run and controlled by the Fed. And the Fed then controls all of the money on Wall Street, all of the inc- all of the IRS. And um, basically, the American people have nothing. 
And when you invest now on the stock market, all of that money, people don't realize all they're getting is like, um, basically they're getting no ownership of the company because all the class A stock is owned by this company called Seeding Company, which it's required that all stocks go into the shell, this corporation, this shell company of the DTCC, which runs all the trades. And at the same time, they're all owned by the 12 banks that own the Fed. So it's really just like the American people are so in debt by none of our own. We didn't we didn't agree to this fake um, corporation of the United States of America, but our Congress knows. So all these congressmen and all these people in Washington, they know damn well that the American people have been duped and that have no money. And, you know, at any time, the Fed or any of these people, which I think Trump is dismantling, they can just say, you know, okay, well, all the all the stocks that we own are going back to us. And you can say, well, I own, I I mean, I have this paper here. Well, that paper doesn't mean anything because stupidly you didn't realize because you're not supposed to, because that's the con, that your broker dealer had you sign away everything to this one seeding company. And, you know, of course, they say it's to keep it organized. But the truth of the matter is we own nothing. Our stocks, our 401ks, our mortgages are all owned by this seeding company. And it's really just another branch of the Fed. Yeah. Most people don't know that the Fed and the IRS are private. They they have nothing to do with our government. Nothing. They just control us. And most people don't understand either that. uh, So I learned this just recently, uh, you know, because I was one of those people that always would stand on my soapbox and go, it's taxpayer funded, taxpayer money. You know what I mean? And and everybody like gets on that, you know, oh, it's our money. It's our money. But we the government just creates money. When we went to a fiat system, it's it's no longer backed by the gold standard. It's not none of that. They just create it now. And and that's what a lot. So. There's so much confusion because nobody knows really how the mechanisms of our society really work. And it's all been done on purpose. Just like, just like we have shadow. We have, did you listen to Jimmy Dore not too long ago where he was talking about shadow, uh, your shadow self? Like, and the only way I can, I can explain it is, is like, um, and this is the one that makes sense to me. I don't have anything against gay people. This is just the one that makes the most sense to me. Sad we have to say that, but we do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's okay. So if I, if I was, if, if I had, if I was attracted to a man, but I was a heterosexual, all right. Those are thoughts that go through my head, not my head, but I mean, those are thoughts that would go through your head and you like, those are shameful thoughts because you're taught that, you know, homosexuality is not, you know what I mean? Normal. I'm not saying that that's how I feel, but that's just kind of like, you know, how I was raised, you know, from just looking at things. But right, like people say they came out of the closet because yeah. they could because they felt intimidated or like they would be shunned. Of course. Exactly. So the guy, the, 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 the male that is repressing that. Right. And feeling mm-hmm. shameful about it. Well, that's the very same reason why they would go and gay bash somebody or go and and attack a a homosexual because it's really their projection of how they feel about themselves and the way that they feel attracted to another man that's shameful. So I'm going to go and beat you up because I can't stand that in myself. Right, right. People don't understand that that's how our minds work. 
You know what right. I mean? Just like when you, with somebody that you really don't like and you dislike, take a look at really why you don't like them. I guarantee right. you there's something about them that you don't like about yourself. Right. Well, and, that brings me to the rabid hatred, the irrational hatred of Donald Trump, because the hatred, the anger is so extreme. You don't know this person. And before he ran for president, no matter what, whoever he was, he wasn't, the hatred wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. It's this extreme, extreme hatred. Well, where is that coming from? The amount of anger that we're seeing on the streets from the anti-Trump people, uh, seeing on the news. It's coming seeing, from I mean, mainstream media. It's coming from <laughs> mainstream media. It, it's being fueled by the mainstream media because all they do is just point out the negative stuff. Nothing ever good they're talking about him. Never, ever. Since he got into office, that dude has never been able to just relax and do his job. He's no, got, he's no. got, you know, all of, uh, it's just, and, and I don't, and and that's the part that's, uh, that, that's the part that's, that's so confusing. Crazy. So is it, is it theater or are they doing bipartisan shit in the background? Cause I don't believe any of them. I think it's just two heads of the same snake that are all controlled by the money. Right. Well, it is certainly the money. I mean, the one thing I do think is that, um, because I, I don't know if, you know, I spent 15 years in, in Hollywood and, uh, it, uh, early on when I, I'm I sorry. started learning. I know, I know. I'm still trying to get it off. It's still You're still trying to get through the PTSD of it? <laughs> um, but uh, no, the one thing is that um, the Jeffrey Epstein story connects a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And I know people don't get that because Netflix and, and the news stations and all the documentaries you've seen so far are totally whitewashed. The Jeffrey Epstein story is, is the biggest linchpin of this. And I believe why Trump ran. And it has a lot to do with um, human trafficking, as you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I believe that um, a lot of things were disclosed to Donald Trump. Uh, first of all, he, he, you know, he knew. They say he was friends with Epstein. Well, I worked at Mar-a-Lago. They weren't friends. He was a member and he was kicked out. And Trump never liked him. They all had a thing. But the truth is that Jeffrey Epstein was, was running a blackmail operation. And, uh, you know, a, a huge one by, and the Maxwell family and all of that. But Jeffrey Epstein has a tremendous amount of evidence on a lot of people mm -hmm. in both Hollywood and, and, and they have it all. Uh, and I, um, a lot of this has, to, a lot of the hatred that we're seeing on TV and in government and everything of Trump is really about, they want Trump out. Because then it'll end all the investigations. Uh -huh. And when people find out what really happened on Epstein Island and how involved um, a lot of these people, including, uh, you know, Chris Wallace's implosion last week isn't surprising to me because I know he and his father both were friends with Epstein and involved. Now, you know, and if you went to that island on certain weekends, you know, these are satanic ritual abuse weekends. Well, it's like that movie Eyes Wide Shut, for real. Kubrick uh -huh. uh -huh. wasn't making that up. That's real. And um, the scary part is, I think a lot of this is about getting Trump out to protect themselves. Uh -huh. You know, and because it's the same characters. Adam Schiff's got a ton, you know, and don't forget who's in prison right now. So we got Harvey Weinstein in prison right now. We got Ed Buck, who's the biggest donor to Democrats in California, in prison right now. We got Ghislaine Maxwell in prison right now. We got everything on Epstein and all the blackmail and tapes and everything from his island, from his New Mexico baby-making ranch, 
from his, you know, Paris. And then we have, um, we have been seeing a lot of arrests of people. So to me, it's more about protecting themselves, but at the expense of the American people's psyche. And that's, that's what's the most disturbing at this point to me is that I know the Epstein case eventually, I mean, I don't know what Ray is doing and why after three years now they're saying yesterday they have all this proof that Brennan knew that Clinton made up, uh, you know, the, the Russia thing. And, you know, I, I believe that Seth Rich was murdered and, and gave everything to Julian Assange, but whatever. The truth is they've known this the whole time. Mm-hmm. So for three years, they've put the American public and the people through basically a movie that we're all just playing helpless extras. But the Epstein thing will really start to connect because it connects to Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, the UN, the One World Government. It connects to transhumanism. And it will, uh, it will, a lot of these people in the government that hate Trump so much are involved, you know, and then, like I said, that Act of 1871 that turned um, the uh, Constitution into the Constitution for the District of Columbia, it's not even run on our laws. It's a, it's a maritime law. And so it's totally different. And, you know, these people have been getting away with this and lying to us. The people in Congress know yeah. that they, that our money through taxes and the Fed and the Wall Street is being stolen and hoarded because they say that that seeding company that is in charge of that owns all the stock on Wall Street is worth twenty three trillion dollars. No, twenty three quadrillion dollars. Excuse me. Wow. So, wow. yeah. So if they're sitting on, you know, you know twenty three quadrillion dollars and um, over at the Fed and with their, their 12 banks, why is there one person homeless? Why aren't all the farms running? Why, why do we need depopulation? We don't. This is a, this is a, you know, uh, a way to, I believe, to force us all. Donald Trump stands between, in my opinion, um, us getting back our freedom and our sovereignty and getting back to real law, civil law, the law meant from, for we the people, by we the people, and um, ending this co- corporation of the United States because we're all slaves to it. Like you were saying before, most people go through their lives, but they also think I have to pay rent. I have to pay for my, you know, kids class. I have to, you know, my debt. I have this. I have that. We don't even own our mortgages. Uh-uh. We don't own nothing usually. No, we own debt. nothing. We own debt. We, 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 we get indoctrinated into debt slavery at a very, at a very young age. I mean, there's no, there's no mistaking why when you go to college, there's, there's, you know, lines of credit card companies waiting, waiting, waiting to, to, to put you in debt, you know, know, from your student loans, you know what I mean? Your student loans. I mean, that whole thing is just a, 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 a huge conglomerate of, of raping you know, uh, uneducated yeah. people. That's why, that's why you don't know about, you don't know about a uh, compound interest when you're in school, you don't get taught about any of that, you know, yeah. and most people are on the wrong side of it. I right. am. And, and the media <laughs> plays a giant role, but then you have to look at who's in the media right now. They're all Rhodes scholars. They're all, they all work with this council of foreign relations, which I believe is controlled by the, this one world government type fed people. Um, they're all connected, but at the end of the day, even the um, even the financial journalists, a lot of them are in on it. 
And, you know, and the, and the truth is the American people have been kept in the dark. And, and what what we need to do, and I think all of our friends on the Union of the Unwanted and anyone else, is do our own research, come armed with facts, uh-huh. not, not emotions, because there's plenty of facts out there that we have been duped. Um, it started in 1871, and then when they signed that the Fed in uh, 1913 controlled everything, our country was ceded back to the monarchy of London. Do you know that we still pay through the Fed 20% of our taxes a year to the crown Uh in England? True story. It's true. So imagine that. Now, there is some good news that I found through my other investigation and sourcing. So we are are planning to go back to the gold standard. The petrodollar is all but done, which has a lot to do with what's going on with the Middle East. All these people making peace with Israel isn't as much about Israel as it's about if you want to participate in the new gold standard, which is going to back our currency, um, then uh, you will have to all be on the same page. If you're not going to all work together, because at this point, the best thing to do with Israel, in my in my opinion, is to uh, allow citizenship for whoever wants to be a citizen. You know what I mean? Like that. Stop. Is it? You know. And, and people warned. I. I was a big fan. I started all this way back when of um, this woman Hannah Arendt, who wrote Origins of Totalitarianism and um, Eichmann in Jerusalem. And it was a bad idea to make Israel a Jewish state. Okay, it was just a bad idea. So you know, at this point, you know, it can be the homeland of all. There were twelve tribes. You yeah. know. <laughs> also, I mean, the best thing is. From what I was told, a while, well, from people that I know that know them, is that what what Kushner did was he went to people like me and you that were educated outside of the Palestinian territory and outside, uh, you know, in also all over the Middle East, and said, "Listen, you have this beautiful land. It can be developed. It can have tourism. It can have, you know, um, retail and all of this. And we'll help you build it." But we got to get the terrorists gone. Nobody's, you know, every person on the planet should be able to visit Israel without fear, should be able to visit Egypt without fear, should be able to visit Turkey anywhere they want. But as long as they, you know, as long as there's still the terrorist network that's based in Iran uh, and run (laughs) and paid for by Obama, um, really can't, you know, foresee that future. The good news is that in the Middle East, the average age is, is 40 six, 47 years old mm-hmm. of the population. So a lot of them are educated out, you know, normally, and they know that, you know, the best way to change the world is to, you know, start building from the inside and giving your people back their power. And mm-hmm. um, I know that they seized a lot of gold. I, I do know that. And um, because there's a lot of um, this, this, this is criminal, what they've done to us, not just the China virus, which I believe is completely manufactured uh, by these people. But, um, you know, we're going to come, like I said, about the Epstein thing. That's much bigger than people think. It's, it's going to go into like international satanic ritual cultism. And it's it's all the royal families and all it's part of their religion, their Luciferian 
Being yeah, they've, been, they've been practicing that since the beginning of, for a long time. I mean, you would hear right. about, you would hear about, uh, uh, ritual sacrificing, uh, to the gods, you know, uh, right. the, well, the Aztecs, the Aztecs did it. The, uh, the Mayans did it. I mean, they the all, they, yeah, Sodom they, and Gomorrah. yeah, they all, yeah. they all did it and it's all been, you know what I mean? I don't know what the reasoning is and maybe I don't, is it the adrenochrome, you know, the, the, yes. the, the drug well, that you're supposedly I mean, supposed to get? Well, from what I've done, and these are the 12 families of the Illuminati, but that, that's ridiculous because that's called the Enlightened Ones. But here, here's what I've deciphered from, you know, years of working on this. So, um, you know, there were 12 tribes of Israel. Well, one of them um, was the Canaanites. And the Canaanites uh, believe that they are the descendants of the serpent, Satan, and Eve. Not that Satan, not that Eve bit the apple, but that Eve procreated and that the son of Adam and Eve was Abel. Well, Satan and uh, Eve's Canaanite, Cain, killed Abel. That was the first murder. Mm-hmm. And they believe that they are the descendants of um, the serpent and Eve and that they will procreate the Antichrist, which is why they call it the bloodlines. They intermarry, they keep it in the bloodlines because to them, their bloodline is superior because it's the bloodline of Satan. Now, <laughs> that, that, none of the, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like how it they, we don't believe it. Yeah, they that's, do. that's so, that's so ridiculous and silly. I know. I mean, I mean, I, so I, I, I know that, I know that there is some stuff that happens. I, I, I've experienced it. All right. I know that, that there, I mean, we are energy. Uh, we have, the ability to communicate telepathically. Some of us are stronger at it than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, all of the RF, you know, uh, frequencies and everything else that right. get in the way, that get in the way of all of that. Cause when I go above all of this and I go to the mountains, it's very clear. Uh, I've had situations where I've been thinking about something and all of a sudden something will pop up and, and the answer or the person just shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and helped me. And I was like, holy shit. I, I've tapped in when I was in, uh, uh, it was, uh, I was in, uh, what was I? I was on my jet ski. I was in the Delta. It was, I, I probably drank a little bit. Well, I don't know. I was probably, I was probably on something or whatever. And I was, it was, the sun was going down. I'd stayed out where I was at way too long. And I'm like trying to race back before the sun goes down. It's really cold. I have nothing on except for a pair of shorts and this and the jacket. So I'm freezing the the gas thing starts beeping i made a wrong turn i'm lost uh i'm like oh my god i don't know what to do i shut it off every time the, the wind is so pushing me to, into the into the shore so i have to keep going back i'm like frozen I, I like i have no idea what to do like i've never been in this position before so i'm like trying to think of who i can call i'm in the middle of nowhere i'm trying to see all right where am i at i've got my gps i'm like shit i don't under i don't oh know what god. these slews mean you know and uh just at the point where I was like, I'm fucked. Here comes a fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, a, a, a bass boat speeding around right. the corner. I'm like, hey, help. <laughs> yeah. And he saved me. Well, some call that God. You yeah. Know? But I mean, I think it has to do with us. We, yeah, yeah. we are conductors. 
of right. of I agree a hundred percent. You know, our our brain yeah. is a big ass antenna and it conducts right. through energy and through I mean these people believe that too, but they also believe that I mean their God is it's it's in the loosest trust that is the spiritual foundation of the UN. You can just read about it. Well we're not uh, worthy. We're not we're not worthy to them. We are no, beneath them. And, and we are and not worthy of those of those gifts. God alone is makes us less superior to them. They believe that they are God. But yeah. the thing about the sacrifices and the adrenochrome and everything is that they believe that by doing that, they get the life force from the sacrifice. And mm-hmm. um, this is their belief, you know. And I, 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 you know, I find it hard to believe because I don't know anyone who thinks that or would ever admit it. Mm-mm. But this is apparently what goes on in the in the Epstein, you know, underneath the Epstein Island Temple. And um, you know, I mean, it it goes back, like you said, to Babylonian times. I mean. They sacrificed, you know, uh, Abraham almost sacrificed Isaac, but was stopped. But it's gone on forever. But apparently it's about life force that they do the sacrifices because they believe that the sacrifice then gives them the uh, life force of, the, of, sadly enough, the child or woman that is sacrificed. But hmm. either way, either way, it, it's way off topic, but yeah. that will come into play here when and if we ever see the fruits of the Epstein investigation, which honestly, if Donald Trump doesn't win, they're going to close it all down. None of these people are ever going to be held accountable and nothing's ever going to happen um, because yeah. that's what I think this has all been about. I don't think they believe for one second he would get here. No, I, I, I don't, I don't either. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think that either. Um, you know what it really feels like, honestly, uh, is we're all being held hostage while Trump, who's a nationalist, is fighting against the globalists. Right. And there's exactly. this huge, there's this big ass battle going on above us, and we're right. all, we're all just like going fuck. You know, right. a lot of us are we 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 know that we know the game, we know the play. Right. And and you know what's so sad is that we all feel so helpless and we shouldn't. That's why people have to start to um, look up like all the things we're talking about, because uh, it is true that we, our rights have all been usurped. Look, these these governors and mayors, they have no legal standing to, to invade our Bill of Rights. They don't. Everything Cuomo and de Blasio are doing here is illegal, according to our original Constitution. Again, there is a fake Constitution that is being used by the Congress and by the Senate and and by uh, a lot of, you know, uh, these mayors and governors that is um, completely and totally not we the people, by the people, for the people. And we're sitting here helpless, but we're not helpless. I mean, at least me and you and, and the people that we know and the people we talk to, you know, it's scary. I, I've never, I, I mean, never in a million years would I have done this, especially because, you know, I, 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 I don't like to be criticized. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time you go on, you're going to get like 20, 30 people being like, you're an idiot or yeah, get your hair cut or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. you know, and it's a little scary. But every time I do, I just hope that maybe like three or four people see this and go Google what happened with the Act of 1871 or is the Fed a private bank mm-hmm. or is the IRS a private company? You know what I mean? Because all these things add up to that we, the people, have been conned, lied to, and we should be taking back our freedom. You know, the hardest part, I believe, also, is that people like us aren't willing to run for office because it's 
doesn't seem worth it with what they do to you. No, that's true. I've been saying for a long time, the people that should be running the country are the people that defend it and the people that help build it. They have a vested interest in this place. You know what I mean? Uh, But it just doesn't seem to work out that way. I think it's starting to change. I really do. But I mean, everything is so slow. I mean, think about about this. The women's suffrage movement. How long did that take? 70 years. It took yeah. 70 years for women to finally get the right to vote and get rights as, and, and recognized as, as e- well, as equal as, as it could be, as, as equal as it, as it could be, you know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, in, in, yeah. a, in a man's world, but yeah. it, it was 70 years. And a lot of the people that a lot of the women that started it didn't get to see it come to, come to fruition. Right. right? And so, but that's the, that's, that was the amazing thing that I, that when I was watching it, I was like, God damn, man, women have such resolve way more than guys, guys, like 70 years. Yeah. Fuck that. I got, I got, I I can, let me work on something (laughs) that I could actually, you know, see. We don't know. I know. But you know, I'm also, I also went through the whole um, me too thing, which I think is a farce. You know, I do think that that's another divide and conquer thing. Not that it doesn't happen, but being somebody, um, I come from all women. Both my sisters are professionals, a doctor, a lawyer, I'm whatever I am. And, uh, and it's never held us back uh, because I was raised by a father that told us that there was no difference if we worked hard and did that. Not that it's like that for everyone, but I have to say, in my experience, I find it. Um, I find that women are much more vicious and uh, and uh, manipulative and conniving in a lot of situations I've been in personally in my life and business. And um, in other things that it's like that men and women have different strengths and weaknesses, but I believe both have the capacity to be evil mm-hmm. or sociopaths or psychopaths. And, you know, the, the Me Too movement was hijacked by the that pony Alyssa Milano and Hollywood when it's a real thing, but it's not what they're talking about. You know, it's they 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 kind of circumvented it because of this whole process that has been funded by George Soros Open Society has been to divide us. Like, I don't think women are as, you know, I, I don't feel unequal. I feel like women are different. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. we're, we're as, you know, just like, I feel like black and white, we're different, but we're, you know, but everyone had, every individual should take personal responsibility for themselves. Like, I don't think that it's bad if a guy, if I go into work and I actually like blew out my hair or something and I go, oh, your hair looks nice. Well, some women are going to go file a complaint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's also the people that that are manipulating the movement for their own gain, which only hurts everyone. Just yeah. like all the when all these shootings happen, it's like when you find out the true story that they made a hero out of somebody who was so far from a hero, and now for the rest of our lives we're going to hear their name, and people are going to think that guy was a hero. It's like I, I'd like to see some real heroes, you know, get some get some credit. On on all sides, men, women, black, white, Hispanic, you know, whatever. It just seems like it's always the 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 rabble rousers. <laughs> it's yeah. a word like malarkey. Yeah, malarkey. It's always the people that don't that to me don't really you know hold up you know to 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 what I would consider somebody to look up to end up being the heroes or like you know, the whole brainwashing with the Kardashians and the housewives and all this, and, you know, even gangster rap, these things that made us focus on all the things that don't matter, 
yeah, as yeah. being the goals in life, where all the things that do matter, if you don't learn them at home or church or with your family or friends or community, you're not seeing it all. You're watching the Kardashians and thinking that buying a $20,000 pocketbook for your daughter while dressed in a bathing suit and then doing an Instagram is, is the goal. Or, or, or that chasing unav- emotionally unavailable men that cheat on you is like the cool thing to do because you keep going. Or, back that, to it's, it. or that it's, yeah, that it's healthy or normal. Yeah. And, or, you know, the whole thing with the Kardashians with like their father became a woman and we all had to sit there and be like, okay. I mean, there was just so much, but exactly. <laughs> I, I worked it. I worked at E when, right when it, I worked at Chelsea lately. So I saw the Kardashians coming down the pipe. Yeah. I really feel like they have been used um, in a way, not used, believe me, they're using, but they've been used in a way to completely corrupt our our morals and values and, and goals. You know, Kim can turn around now with her four kids and everything. And I, but still, at the end of the day, what they've shown us and what all these, this whole generation, like I went to, thank God, I went to college and was ed- educated in the 90s. I feel like after they became like the focal point and then with Instagram and, and YouTube and everything, I mean, the youngest daughter, you're telling me she's the first self-made billionaire. Well, where are the heroes? Cause uh, you know, these aren't them, but that's all they're shoved down our throats. And then we all look at them and think, you know, Oh, weird. You know, and they just push. I just feel like we need to all, like we said in the beginning, um, this COVID has given everyone a chance to kind of step back and kind of be like, what matters? Like yeah. I was locked down, you know, in New York for three months thinking, you know, luckily I, I do other stuff, but thinking like about what's life going to be like after this. And it's kind of like we all have the opportunity to make it whatever we want. If we're smart, you know, if people are using their stimulus money or whatever to better themselves. I have friends that are taking classes online or this and that. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an opportunity right now to kind of reinvent themselves if they want to, yeah. or they can sit around and stew and watch CNN and MSNBC and go out and, and peacefully <laughs> protest and waste the time. This is like, a, you know, it's it, the silver lining of this is that we're, ha- we're given a pause that we never expected. Yeah, and, and a lot, and a huge part of the problem too is, is that a lot of, uh, a lot of these, these movements that you're talking about, like Me Too, did, was that around, did Me Too, I, I wasn't really familiar with it. Um, I, I knew it was there. I knew it was there, but I just didn't pay attention to it. Um, it was, uh, was it around any kind of election time? Oh yes, it was around. <laughs> okay, good. so that so there you go. So the same yes. thing with the Black Lives Matter, and right. they get okay. So these the movements, these movements get hijacked by by the Democrats, and all right. of that money goes to to Act Blue and funds right. their campaigns. That's where right. all their money. That's why they got so much money. <laughs> right, which essentially is quite frankly the Weather Underground, and um and the same people behind. You know, it's the same people that were doing this in the '60s are now running it. And they all end up getting pardons and they're working at University of Chicago. They're working at Columbia. They're working at Harvard, mm-hmm. Stanford. They're all people that inherently hate America. They, 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 nothing that we can do in America is good enough. And, you know, what they do, what's really sad though is, um, is they're using these Black Lives Matter and Antifa kids. They're using them. They, they, they don't matter to these people, but if, you know, they don't, they, they don't even realize and they're all filled with hatred. And all I have to think is like, 
Because when you see the pictures um, of the arrests, mm-hmm. they all look like, you know, they probably belonged in a mental hospital or were taken from one or were homeless or whatever. And now they've now they've been brainwashed or video gamed or whatever yeah. drug into being militant soldiers that don't really know, like, what what are they doing and why? I don't really think, you know, it's like the lack of insight. Why why are you doing this? And and then you have to know that it's funded because nobody, the rest of us have to actually like deal with life and work. And it's it. I, I just I feel like that the, the anger is it's sad. It's sad. It's like a, it's like a, the almost bigger crime against humanity during this. If the COVID is really was really a bioweapon, and we find that out, and it was on purpose to sink uh, the world, not just us. The whole whole world is going through this. The globalist versus nationalist, sovereign versus controlled by one world government. But, um, you know, it's kind of like the saddest part is the psychological damage that we're going to have upcoming. Well, you know, when, when you look at who who's affected by it, you know, COVID, I mean, it's like, OK, well, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that it, it affects the older people that are already immune, that already right. have issues. It affects, uh, you know, brown and, and melatonin skinned people. Why? Because they, when you're living in poverty, your your health and you know diabetes and, and the your kind diet. of food, yeah, the kind yeah. of food that you're eating, all the stuff in the middle of the grocery store, processed foods, any you know McDonald's, you know stuff that there's no re- there, there's a reason why you can you can fill yourself up at McDonald's for ten bucks versus going to the grocery store <laughs> and it'll cost you ten dollars damn near for two bunches of. Uh, of uh, yeah. uh, broccoli and and some lettuce, you right. know. It would, right. So I mean, it's it, it's all it's all planned. Everything right. everything is like if you just step back and you looked at it, you know, and uh, objectively, you would see right. that it's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense too. I mean, if you're gonna want to try and you know thin out the population, right. they have so many ways of doing it. So the, the food, they kill us with the food. It's a, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts because it takes about 30 years for you to actually die. If you have that, that diet. And right. so it's perfect. That's ingenious. I can kill a bunch of people and nobody will ever know. <laughs> well, if your goal is depopulation, yeah. that's pretty genius. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, most people don't know about chemtrails or, Monsanto or Monsanto and which is basically Bill Gates Mm -hmm. um, taking over all the seed. Like why should any human, why should any corporation be able to say you can only buy seed from us? I mean, there's just so many things that have been orchestrated to manipulate us as, you know, because the the last thing about, about all of that is like, now what? Now we have to wake up. We have a chance right now to wake up, to get out there. You know, and also the other thing is um, very sneakily, um, the powers that be led by the open society and all them, they went into our small towns and funded um, city council positions, like small mayoral elections. Like we have to pay attention to what's in our own community. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. That's what happened. Look at what happened when they dropped all those Somali immigrants in Minneapolis. Not a surprise that that's where the George Floyd uh, murder happened or whatever happened to him happened. But the truth is that we have to really look at things like that because that was a setup. And, you know, these, these lunatics that are, are, you know, funding all of this, they also have a plan to turn District of Columbia and Puerto Rico into uh, states mm-hmm. and then also divide California into th- five of their own separate states, all Democrats. 
you know, and it's like, it's just so crazy. And we, they think that they're winning. And, and the mainstream media is so disgusting. I can't even begin because they're not reporting anything, you know, and, and what do you think about election day? Do you think, what, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be, um, I'm, I'm worried that they're going to be like Black Lives Matter and Antifa militia, like torture, like uh, intimidating and scaring people. I hope not. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I have no idea about that. And like, as far as like, so I follow people that I feel like, because I don't follow mainstream. So like, I'll follow like guys like Ryan Dawson, Sean Atwood, uh, oh, so, yeah. Sonia Paulson, um, you know, people that are actually yeah. out there doing some good stuff. And that's what I watch. That's what I, where I get my information from. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it is. Well, as, as, as the, the free know. humans of the, of the planet, it's kind of up to us yeah. to decide. So this is what, this is like, I belong to a bunch of groups and I, I talk to a bunch of different people and we all like are, uh, you know, just a bunch of zoom gatherings, you know what I mean? Of people talking about, you know, what the issues are, you know, how you know, maybe we should go to a direct democracy. There's already a, a blockchain voting app in Australia from the flux party um, that could be utilized and changed and, and adapted to, to our thing. And where we're actually, we're actually voting on issues and not people because issues can't corrupt a fucking system. People can. Right. All right? right. So when, if you eliminate the, if you eliminate the problem, which is the politicians and the money and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. But the, herein lies the issue is that we have to figure out how to do that. A lot of people, we, we are just, this is a problem and amplifying the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have very little people coming with real solutions and real right. plans that are going to, that we can carry out. And so mm-hmm. I think that we need to get way more organized. We have to be more organized than they are. And we have to, and we have to start using our own media sources. Like everybody that's got a podcast needs to fucking start banding together and drowning out the mainstream media and start bringing everybody to us. And so how does that, how does that, how does that, like, what does that look like? I think, I think we're doing it though, between us and, and, you know, just keep, just keep going. The union and the unwanted, all those people sharing each other's stuff and, I mean, it's 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 so hard, but I do believe that the ma- the mainstream media is going to be uh, in Obsolete. big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're point. not getting away with with what they've done to us. But um, but no, I think we're doing it, and and we should. Anyone who watches this should be encouraged to start their own. Yeah, you know, everyone's got a voice. Just you know, my biggest thing is try to you know, find your own facts, do your own research, and then show up with those facts and research. You might be wrong. I'm wrong. It's okay. But you might be wrong. But who cares? The other guy might be able to correct you. And then whoever's watching might be able to add something. And then we got to do it like that. That's why I like that, um, that we, we get together. You can invite me to more of those groups. Uh, I'm just starting to do this. And I get so excited. And then I can't stop talking. And then every comment is, can she shut up? But, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, like everyone should, everyone should um, find their own voice and use it because if you don't use it, you're going to just keep going along the path that they're telling you to. And like, like we both said, you know, look at your local government. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a drag to come home at the end of the day and go to an unpaid position at a community board leader meeting, 
But you know what? They make the choices for us. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's a it's a micro it's a microcosm of what the national scene is. If right. you if you ever go to a city or a or or a town and just look at who owns most of everything in those towns, it's usually a family. It's usually right. the fan one of the first families that was ever in that town or in that area. Now they own everything, and their whole right. thing is just a little microcosm of how the national system works. How mm-hmm. the bribery, the 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 uh, you know the whatever the the the, the fuckery Organized the fuckery crime. that goes yeah. on in politics yeah. and trying to you know uh, grease the wheels for the benefit of your friends and your family and and all of mm-hmm. that you know that all mm-hmm. happens. Um, right. But what we need to do is if you're in – and I'm going to put this out there. If anybody out there wants to learn how to have a YouTube channel, learn how to have a podcast, learn how to be able to do some of these things and not be worried that you're going to be attacked by somebody, you may be. So what? Who the fuck right. cares? What are they going to do? What are they gonna call you? Call what? You, you going to say something about the mole on my fucking on my on, on my lip, dude? I've 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 tortured myself way more than you could ever torture me about that. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. And, and so I want to just like encourage people. Hey, do it, man. And I'll help you if you want. I'll steer you in the right direction. Tell you what you need to do. I need help. I need my own YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean it, it's not it's not it's not that hard, you know. And no. and you know what? You may be wrong about some things. And I've always said that I would rather be wrong and have tried to warn everybody than right. be be than be right and never have said anything. Right. That's what I say to everyone all the time. People say. Well, you're going out there on a limb, aren't you? And I keep saying, well, I do my own research and I look at different sources and then I go on a show like Sean's or, you know, Sam Tripoli or somebody's show and I talk about it and they give me their take. I give them my take, but at least maybe I drop a few nuggets that give somebody who catches the show their own impetus to go out and do it themselves. And, And most importantly, while we're doing this, we should be looking for people to encourage to go, you know, get involved in their own community Uh because, you know, three years after that, you could be running for Congress and actually make some difference and get some of those, you know, lifers out of there. Yeah. Start covering your own local, your own local elections. Right. Start, you know, it's, it's very easy to grab your phone and go and interview somebody who's running for city council or for a supervisor or a mayor. And get there. I want to hear what your views are. What do you plan on That's doing? That's a great idea. And That's then, a great idea. And then you go to you know, the next. And, and you go to the next one. Right. And most of, I mean, and and you know what? They work for us, so you know they should want it. Want to talk to us? I'm always suspect when uh, politicians don't want to answer questions because the answer is not what they 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 know they. And on the local oh. scene, most of the time you don't get the same kind of you don't get the same kind of a. Uh, uh, coverage that you do on a national like you don't you don't see our our mayors and everybody else doing debates fuck no, no. it's just it's just it, all they do is they go and i learned how this works when i when i ran for a position in my own union so i'm oh, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a yeah i'm a building i'm, I'm in the building trade so right. i you know i had uh I don't know if you know what my background is, but I did time in state and federal prison. Um, I was, you know, drug trafficking and fraud and stuff like that. I was a piece of shit for a long time. Um, and one of my favorite guys, Sean Atwood and you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why me and Sean, that's why I've been around. I know lots of people. It doesn't make you look bad to me. It just makes you look like a survivor. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, shit. I, I in federal prison. I mean, Jesus. I'm. I was in there with people that were victims of. Uh, I was. I. I, I walked the track with a gentleman named uh, Fritz Springmeyer who wrote Bloodlines of the oh, Illuminati. Him. He's the. I walked the track with that dude. That guy has a tub. Yeah. For hours, wow. and was like a was like this dumb kid hanging on his every word because like he yeah. was so smart. You he was know? set up. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I, dude, he, he didn't need to rob a bank. Come on, man. <laughs> That's what he was in there for. He was in there for bank robbery. I know, but they say, how many people did you meet in there that were for, in there for things and they just couldn't afford to be defended? Oh, tons of them. So this is part of what, this is part of my mission is I'm, uh, I'm covering, um, a lot of the conspiracy in the federal government. So there's a place, uh, in, uh, Texas. There's a, the Northern District of Texas. There's a, uh, a judge, his name's John McBride, and he's been handing out decades to people, like, for conspiracy. Like, nothing, I mean, like, in his courtroom, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, uncommon for somebody, like, let's say, I, I've, I've been talking to like 10 or 15 people so far, and I've got, recorded conversations from them from prison telling me about their story. And then I'm moving to the family members next. And then I'm going to start cataloging this stuff. And I want to do a a documentary on, on that because this guy drug addicts. I mean, so this is what they're calling conspiracy. So let's just say me and you wanted to get high. Right. And you're like, all right, well, I only got 20 bucks. What do you got? You got, well, let's just throw our money together and we'll get more. All right. Right. And so we go and we go get our stuff and whatever. That guy gets busted and he said that he sold to us, but we're just regular drug addicts. We just want to party and get high. Right. Well, now we're wrapped up in this conspiracy. So everything that they got in trouble for, like from importation to drug, uh, gun enhancement charges to all this other stuff from all these people telling on them, right. They ended up with like 25, 30, 40 years in prison. Right. For just being a drug addict. Well, there's nothing scarier to me than rogue judges and rogue prosecutors. And, he, and you know what? You know as well as anyone else, once you're in, you're screwed. Yeah. You, Getting you, out. And like we talked about the time it takes. Mm-hmm. In this in this age of computers, it shouldn't take two years for an appeal. Mm-mm. You know, it's just – but these rogue – that's a big problem is the judges that, that are corrupt – and um and you know like somebody like that giving out thirty years for somebody who bought who bought some cocaine mm-hmm. you know that had nothing to do with trafficking it or whatever first of all the first step should be offering them rehab you know not well, yeah. that, but none of them genetic. none of them have ever I asked that question I said so of all the times that you've gotten in trouble in Texas like you've been to state prison you've been to you know jail you've been to all that stuff I said were, were ever at any point where you offered rehab as a as an as a deterrent step. or an alternative and they said no. And I'm yeah. from California and you're from New York. So right. we, we live in the, in the, the state of fic kind of, you know what I mean? Programs. Yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah. that's all Democrats are about is fucking programs. I know, I know. But a lot of those programs are faux programs that yeah. I've found out myself. But yeah. yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I had a friend who, um, he got 14 years for growing in, in actually in Kentucky mm-hmm. for growing marijuana in his own backyard. 14 years. Yeah. Luckily, he got out in seven, but, you know, it was for personal use. He wasn't selling it. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't even offer him, like, rehab or anything, and that was that. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you were running for something, 
And then because of your past, well, your past. Well, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't my past. They tried to use a little bit of that past, right? They like they're, so I had, I had, yeah, I had, uh, I had, uh, there was one gentleman who, who was, uh, had a brother in there and another guy had a brother that were running against me. And so they were all campaigning. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were all, they were all campaigning against me, but I mean, it's about popularity. It's about popularity. So, I mean, it it really, it was, it was kind of a gut check to me because I had, I had this idea of who I was in that local and it was like, Oh shit. Maybe I'm, but I mean, you got to go through that. I mean, it's because it's it's almost, it's almost like it it was putting yourself out there and having your voice heard is more than most people will do in their whole. Oh yeah. 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 But I mean, as far as like, um, going through like it's it's almost to me i looked at it as it was a way of part of my ego dying you know what i mean because i i held myself in such a high regard you know what i mean it's like oh here's how i see myself and then then here's how everybody else sees me and so there was a little bit of that and it was it honestly man it took me about i was i i was uh i was pretty I, I didn't talk to anybody for a while, man. It, it took me a minute to like, kind of like digest it and process it and, and like kind of realize that no, nah, I'm not a politician. I don't, I don't want to fucking lie to people. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Right. Um, and so, well, that isn't that sad because the politician should be the guy who tells you what you need to hear, but oh, it's yeah. not. But I mean, and I have when to... it comes to unions and stuff, it's not. It's also about all the shit that they don't want exposed there too. Especially when you're in construction, I know a lot of guys in construction yeah. here, especially in like TV and film crews and stuff. There's so much corruption mm-hmm. that it's like bringing in somebody new. They are just like Trump. Bringing in somebody new means that they might be exposed in crimes that, you know, yeah. you don't know. But if, don't let that bring you down. That's the best. You you really, you know, but I get it. I mean, I, I, I've i been rejected a gazillion times. I've also tried a million things and failed. Yeah. And it, it always takes me, a, you know, a little while to recover, a little isolation to get back up and go back and fight again. But you have to, right? Because yeah. look, look at what you're doing now. You're helping more people right now than you would have in that in that in that position because they wouldn't let you in that position the same reason a lot of people can't get elected in government because what you will find when you get in there and look at everything is not worth it to them yeah you know so and and the whole covid thing too it it it, it all played it all played a part because at at one point i was willing to sacrifice i have a three-year-old daughter um so i was willing to sacrifice that to be, to do this job because it would have taken a lot of time. Um, and when COVID hit, I was actually able to reassess everything. And I was like, you know what? And I spent more time with my daughter and I was like, holy shit, man, I was going to give this up. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't, I, I need to be here. It's three, you know, one zero to seven is like, Dude, I, I I don't need you to have daddy issues, so I need to be here. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. It's like your daddy has enough issues. I don't need you to have them too. Right. Well, that's the best part, you know. Like I was saying about the COVID, if you found the silver lining, well, the silver yeah. lining made you re readjust your priorities and for the better. Yeah. And so, also, what you're doing here is helping, you know, and just keep promoting it and promoting, and we all promote each other. But it's it's helping more people than than you think. I, I believe. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You know, it's like 
even if one or two people get something and then go and do it on their own and then hit you up and say, you know, how do you do that? Or what mic do you use or whatever? You yeah. made a difference. No, you know? no, you're right. You're right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just just trying to find where I fit in in this whole whole equation. You know what I mean? As far as like with the platform and, and the YouTube channel and all this other stuff. And, and, you know, it's not really about I mean, I'm paying for it all myself. And, Me uh, too. I'm not making one dollar. Yeah. I've never made one cent from any of this. Honestly, right now it's coming from like God and my soul and feeling like, you know, we've all been duped. Yeah. I don't care who you are, what race, what religion, what background, whatever, as we the people were all one in my mind in terms of having been totally conned into mm. a life that wasn't meant it wasn't meant to be like this. And our, everyone's been lying to us, and it's time for people like us to step up and say, you know what? We're going back to the original Constitution, and you guys can all start working for us again, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's reconvene soon and see where we are in a month or something. Yeah, weeks. for sure, for sure. I think, you know, it's so fun. I think, I think Ricky said he was going to invite me to one of these at, at one point. Great. So we have one coming up. I'll make sure that uh, he knows that you're in. <laughs> um great well yeah that that's cool man it was so fun and i'm proud of you don't ever think that you know it's scary to run for anything that's why people don't do it you know and even like you said it's a microcosm but you know when it comes to unions they are covering a lot of shit so it's got nothing to do with you but yeah don't forget that you know you might have inspired somebody else and that's what matters the most yeah yeah you're right you're right and I appreciate the uh, appreciate the uh, vote of confidence there. And I definitely had a, enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. And I, you know, I could talk about this. I love crap. talking to you, and you're very positive. And you know what? Also, the thing is that I I look at somebody who came through where you are, and you're where you are now as a hero. You know, people people never get back up. You know, no, that's people true. never get back up. That's true. And that's like why it. people like me and Sean are are really important to to the be able to show other. Show other, yeah. There's no, no, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> I know. Well, hang in there, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, Mel. Thanks. You're a real winner. Thank and you. And God wins. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot for merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links. Go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.